What up, HyperChange? Welcome to another episode. Tesla stock making all-time highs as I recorded this video. Um, wanted to dive down on why I think this is happening and my outlook for 2020. Going to give you my projections for how many cars Tesla is going to deliver, why that's going to lead to rapid revenue growth and profitability, and why I think that's exactly what has Wall Street so excited. Usually, I don't like to dive too much into day-to-day -day stock price movements. I'm a very, very long-term investor. Plan on owning Tesla for years to come, not selling a single share, um, but I thought this price action was worth talking about. In the past month or so, shares have climbed over 50%. And like I said, this is literally the highest Tesla stock has ever been. So as a shareholder, I'm obviously super pumped about this. Um, but I, I really want to break down why, because I think there's a fundamental execution uh, for Tesla's core business, you know, regardless of the equity price that has been happening throughout all of this year. And I think people are finally appreciating that. You know, they say in the short term, the stock market is a voting machine. In the long term, the stock market is a weighing machine. Essentially that, you know, there's going to be a lot of crazy fluctuations, but over the long term, the value value of that underlying asset, the actual company, that intrinsic value will shine through and drive the share price. I think that's exactly what's happening right now. Tesla's business is bigger than it's ever been. It's on the cusp of major growth and it's more profitable than it's ever been. I think that excitement is making the equity pr uh, price worth just more than it's ever been. If we rewind to a year ago today and you asked me, you know, what are Tesla's chances of success over the long term? Uh, do you think this business model was, will succeed? I probably would have said about 25 to 30%. The car business is so, so tough. Tesla had a ton of competition coming. Uh, the business model was not proven at all. They didn't have much cash in the bank. They were burning a ton of capital. You know, it hadn't been proven. There was a ton of excitement around Tesla, but it was a, sort of a make or break year for the company, you know, saying our, with prices coming down, you know, less Model S and X sales, you know, Model 3 uh, average selling prices normalizing is Tesla can be able to be a profitable business or they can be, be able to scale production. These were all huge questions on everybody's mind. And in the past year, they have proven that they can scale production. They can do it profitably. They can get their expenses under control and just overall as an entity continue to push forward on that growth path, but now not be reliant on the capital markets for funding. They can fund themselves with their own internally generated cash flow. And they've proven this quarter and quarter again. And now the market, the shorts, you know, all these people say, oh, Tesla can't make money. Tesla burns this much money per quarter. When they only made money one quarter, it was easy to say, oh, they're not going to make money next quarter. Well, now it just repeatedly keeps happening again and again. And if you look forward to 2020, it's really easy to see that Tesla's on the cusp of another explosive year of growth. And, you know, when you start to extrapolate what that means for the company's profitability and earnings, it gets extremely exciting. And so now when I think about Tesla's chance of success, you know, with 5 billion plus on the balance sheet, pumping out hundreds of millions of cash flow per quarter, they validated their technology. They validated that demand is there. It's huge. I mean, the, the original argument uh, after Tesla's Q1 was there was a demand cliff. I mean, it sounds crazy to talk about now, but that was the short thesis that everybody who bought a Tesla wanted one. The car wasn't actually that good. Nobody was going to continue buying it. Well, they've totally proven that wrong, continue to get record sales. Step by step, Tesla continues to eliminate any reason for doubt in the company. And now I think the chance of them succeeding in the long term is probably 75% plus. Like I think Tesla in the past year has done so much work to validate that this will actually become the Apple of the automotive world, will become an extremely profitable company that will change the entire way the car industry works, push us towards electric, sell millions and millions of cars per year, pumping out billions, if not tens of billions per year in profit. I think that has been basically uh, gone from something that was not that high of a chance of happening to a very high chance of happening. So anyway, um, without further ado, let's just dive into hypercharts here. Um, the share price, as I'm recording this, as you can see, is $391 per share, all-time highs. Um, in the past month or so, it's up 8% in the past three months, 55, uh, almost 56%. But that's not the exciting part. Let's go to the financials, what's actually happening under the hood of Tesla's business, because that's really what matters. 
Whoops, don't want to show you my estimates just yet. So this is Hypercharts, um, where we can see the fundamental metrics of the company. You can follow along at hypercharts.co slash Tesla. So you can see these are the deliveries. Like I said, after that Q1, we bounce back to record high deliveries. But more importantly, the company has been profitable. They've been able to, uh, you know, and it's lumpy. They had a bad Q1. They, they weren't totally profitable in Q2, but they resumed profitability in Q3 as they continue to grow. I'm expecting this will continue to grow as well. But the point is they're not just losing money every quarter anymore. So it's really hard to deny that Tesla's as bad of a business as it once was. From a cash flow standpoint, when you even uh, factor in capital expenditures for growth, the amount of cash the business is pumping out net-net has been positive for the past five quarters, hundreds of millions, 371 million in cash, and that's leading to this cash position growing on the balance sheet, 5.3 billion last quarter, up from just 2 billion uh, around a year ago, literally the highest buffer Tesla's ever had on their balance sheet as the business is profitable. This is the combination that makes me so, so excited. But let's Let's get to the uh, more interesting part, which is my estimates. This is a feature on Hypercharts we've added. I can essentially edit estimates for any company, um, really easy and intuitive, sort of like a dumbed down way to do a back of the napkin uh, math Excel model on your favorite company. This is a feature that I was requesting Mo to make for a ton of time, so it's really powerful, and now we've got it. So um, I'm actually going to show the link to this so you can check out all my estimates, play with them um, yourself, so that'll be in the description. But anyway, this is what I'm expecting Tesla to do for deliveries. I'm expecting over 600. 100,000 cars delivered in 2020. And I know that sounds crazy. I thought it was going to be more like 500,000. When I crunched the numbers, I actually think um, that makes a ton of sense. So let's start with Model S and X. So I have Model S and X hitting about 8,000 per quarter in Q4, down from almost 9,000 per quarter last quarter, just because I think um, more focus is going to the Model 3 and the realization there's going to be a plaid mode upgrade for Model S and X in late 2020, I think is going to start to really hit demand. And so that's why over the next couple quarters, I have it hitting 5,000 units per quarter each, which would be like the lowest in years for Model S and X until Q4, where I have it bumping up to 10,000 units of Model S and X each uh, when they introduce that plaid mode model. This is all total speculation, but that's what I have for Model S and X, although I'll say that's the least important part of the model. Let's go to Model 3 now. I have this scaling to 88,000 units um, in Q4. And just to uh, give you a quick update on Q4, my total for Q4 is 104,000 units. So we'll see if that comes in right or wrong with the 8,000, 8,000, and then 88,000. But anyway, um, going back to uh, just Model 3 here, I have this 88,000 in Q4, and then I have 115,000 in Q1. A big part of that bump is going to come from China um, as Tesla begins to ramp up that Gigafactory 3 Shanghai. But then I actually have this staying flat at 115,000 Model 3s per quarter because of a huge reason, which is the Model Y. Tesla has, you know, been saying they're going to launch the Model Y, the, the crossover SUV. People saying, you know, Tesla is saying it's not going to cannibalize the Model 3, but I have to think it will. Um, I think people, there's a lot of people who bought Model 3s who really wanted the Model Y, but it wasn't available. And so I think. Um, that's going to hinder Model 3 growth, and that's why I have Model 3 sales staying flat at about 115,000 per quarter. And then now let's move to that Model Y um, estimates. I actually do have them delivering 100 cars in Q1 2020. Not sure if you could see that. There we go. So 100 cars in Q1, which is a little bit earlier than the street's consensus, 5,000 cars in Q2. The best guidance we have on this is Elon Musk has said he wants to hit a run rate of about 1,000 per week, um, or sort of like micro scale production sometime around Q2 of this year. So I have, you know, sort of in 
in line with that. Them delivering 5,000 Model Ys in Q2, ramping up to 25,000 in Q3, and 75,000 in Q4. It seems like a rapid ramp, and it is, but still remember that would be less uh, Model Ys than Model 3s. And in the long term, uh, Elon Musk and Tesla have guided that the Model Y will be their best-selling car. Literally, it could outsell the Model S, X, and 3 combined. Um, their reasoning behind that is the crossover SUV segment. Um, like I said, it's one of the most exciting in the automotive industry because it's huge. It's the largest segment and it's growing the fastest. Um, hundreds of thousands of units being sold that each year in the US and growing. And so if the Model uh, Y is as successful as the Model 3 is in its own market, it could be selling, you know, 600, 700,000 cars per year. Um, but I still don't have them ramping to anywhere near that level. So this just goes to show you there could even be more growth uh, for Model Y in 2021. But Adding that all up, here's what this looks like. We have Tesla, who's going to end this year at about 100,000, 104,000 deliveries a quarter, ending 2020 at around 210, 220,000 deliveries per quarter, almost a million units per year run rate um, by the end of this year. So we're just kind of getting started here in terms of the growth on an annual basis. We can see what that looks like, um, over 600,000 unit deliveries. And I actually, I don't know, I you, you can uh, you know plug in your own estimates, see what you, you want for all of this, but I don't think this is that crazy. I mean, I, they're already building 88,000 Model 3s per quarter. Um, I have them only doing up to 115,000 with the, the Gigafactory 3 Shanghai, which is an annual capacity of 150,000 units. Um, the Model Y production I have going about as fast as Model 3 production, despite the fact that Tesla's way better at ramping up production lines than they were when they did Model 3. So I think if you add up a lot of this, I really don't feel like I was that aggressive with my assumptions. Even with the Plaid mode introduction Model S and X, I only have that bumping up to 10,000 units uh, per quarter. Order, which is still far less than peak Model S and X sales. But even so, that gets us to 600,000 plus deliveries in 2020 for Tesla, um, which I think is very achievable and would be huge growth and would sort of blow away all estimates um, that, that, are, that everyone's looking at right now. And so, now let's take a look at what that means for the financials. So I have plugged in what that means for the financials to give you a little more clarity on all of that, how I calculated which automotive revenue numbers I used and all of that stuff. I'm going to link to this Google sheet, um, which shows basically how many cars Tesla's delivered of each type, what I assume the average selling price per car is, what that translates to in terms of automotive revenue, what service revenue I added, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, one thing I briefly wanted to highlight here is I do have gross margin taking a hit in Q1 and then scaling up through Q4 as they ramp up the Model Y. I think that could hit gross and uh, Gigafactory, 3, Gigafactory 3 Shanghai. That could hit gross margins a little bit in the short term. But I think generally Tesla's gross margin could go above 20% as a company. So that's another place where I feel like I was kind of conservative in my model is I sort of stopped assuming Tesla makes huge improvements in its manufacturing, which it will. I mean, look at the, the shareholder letter. The units, uh, the, the CapEx per unit of production for Model Y Y in Model 3 is 50 and 65% better. Tesla's getting so much more efficient at spending uh, to build those robots, to build out production lines. That's actually going to have a huge impact on the gross margin going forward. How? Tesla has to depreciate the cost of those robots over time in its gross margin line. And so, you know, all those robots, if it's only spending half as much as the amount of robots, that's only half as much depreciation amortization coming through on the gross margin line for the same car. And so I think that's going to lead to dramatically higher margins. I think this is a part of Tesla's business model that they've been totally sandbagging. They've been giving us the clues saying we're getting way better at our CapEx spend, but they haven't been guiding for higher gross margins. And I haven't even thrown into the fact that if FSD keeps getting better and they keep raising their FSD prices, rolling out more features, software becomes a bigger piece of the car, that's going to be another huge tailwind to gross margin as well. But j that just goes to show, um, I assume not much, really any improvement in FSD or any revenue from that in my gross margin and no real improvements in the manufacturing efficiency of the company, both which I think they could achieve. So even gross margin has some wiggle room. Now, 
This is what that translates to in terms of revenue segments. As you can see, auto here in the red is still by far the biggest driver of Tesla's business. Um, I did assume some growth in the energy business as well. Pretty conservative, to be honest, though. Um, and then we can get, we'll dive into that in a second. And then for the service and other, um, I just sort of assumed a small linear growth. But anyway, those are kind of just guesses. Automotive revenue is really guiding the bulk of Tesla's financials here. So Here's revenue and operating income. Uh, this is what that translates to in terms of operating margins and stuff for the company. I mean, this is where it gets really fun. As you can see, the year-over-year -year numbers aren't gonna look great until we get to Q1 of next year when we're gonna look, see strong year-over-year -year growth. But from there, revenue continues to explode. Um, I think Tesla could be doing over 12 billion in revenue in Q4 when then delivering over 200,000 cars. So Tesla here just getting started in terms of top-line growth. If we look at 2020, gross profit also gonna explode as well. And remember, I still think this is a low ball because I think I didn't assume enough growth and gross margins. Operating income, this is where it gets really impressive. I think Tesla can post a couple hundred million in positive profits each quarter of this year. And then when they really start to have Model Y kick in to growth, I think they're going to be extremely profitable, potentially making more than a billion dollars in operating income in Q4 alone. That's an annual run rate of 4.5 billion in earnings per year, 12 months from now. I mean, think about that. Tesla at 70 billion, all-time high, sure, but 70 billion divided by 4.5 billion that's just 15 or 16 times, you know, annualized EBIT in a year. And so I think Tesla, as much as, you, you know, everyone thinks they're highly valued, they're more expensive than every other car company. If you just look at their financials, what they could do with their current business, I actually think the earnings multiple for the growth you're getting in this company is really, really cheap um, if, if these numbers come to fruition. So that's something that math gets me really excited. Just to show you the expenses, you know, Tesla's been tightening their expenses pretty rapidly. I assume that they start to expand and start to invest in growth again. So I'm assuming these pick back up. Um, as you can see, SGNA has been really, they've been, this is amazing expense control from Tesla here, but I have that ramping back up. And then I also did the same thing for R&D, which they've been controlling costs on. I have them scaling back and investing more in R&D as they get more capital. And so that's how the numbers break down. Um, you can see um, this is going down to the energy uh, revenue just to dive down in, into what I uh, projected here. We're looking at, as you can see, some pretty consistent growth. And then in, uh, this is a seasonal, seasonal business. So Q2 and Q3 are going to be stronger um, because it's sunnier. It's easier to install batteries. Um, so I think that's just kind of how it's been in the past. That's what I assume. And that's why I assume flat in Q4 because it's seasonally weak. Um, kind of the same thing for the solar business. But this is also just a guesstimate. Now, I want to go to an annual view just to show you how this all stacks up in terms of the financials. Um, Tesla, although they're not going to grow this much, that much this year, I only have about $24 billion in revenue up from $21.5. They've been putting all the puzzle pieces in work for huge growth. That's what's so difficult to understand about Tesla's business. And, and it's easy to cherry pick like, oh, revenue was down this quarter relative to last the same quarter a year ago, or gross profit doesn't look as good, or cash flow is not as good. Tesla's an extremely lumpy business. You know, they're building cars. This is very capital intensive. They have to spend billions of dollars upfront to build out these huge production lines before they can even collect a dollar in revenue. Um, so the timing of the spending and the growth all kind of depends on how their factories are being built and how they're expanding capacity. You know, Tesla basically sells as many cars as they can build. And what have we been hearing announcements of this year? GA5 line in Fremont. They're expanding their Fremont, California factory, building this whole new production line for Model Y there. Um, they've been putting months and months of work into that, but have seen zero revenue. So that's why the revenue in 2019 doesn't look good, but in 2020 it will because of work they've done in 2019. Same thing with Gig Factory 3. They spent the whole year, hundreds of millions of dollars building this factory, not collecting a single, single dollar in revenue, yet putting in all of that work, that's going to come back into fruition um, in 2020. And so that's why this adding all this up, 
We're looking at revenue of 36 billion in 2020. So if you think about a price uh, sales ratio, Tesla at 70 billion divided by 36 billion, less than two times forward sales, still a very low multiple for a company that's gonna be growing revenue at 50%. Um, then on a gross profit basis, this is where it gets really exciting. Over 6.6 .6 billion is my estimate. And then full year operating income, about 2.2 billion. So I think Tesla has a good shot. Um, so this year, you know, their, their losses are gonna be very small, only about 141 million. But next year, I really Think they have the opportunity to produce billions of dollars in earnings if they so choose and remember this is all you know uh can be changed depending on you know what tesla wants to do with their pricing maybe they don't want to get a huge profit margin they want to decrease prices of their cars to get more cars on the road to train their autonomous neural nets faster maybe they want to do a huge new r d project um, maybe they want to start spending a ton of money to build out the mega charger infrastructure for their delivery trucks i don't know tesla could do a million things with their capital but my point is the core business them most of it just them making vehicles is going to be pumping out billions of dollars of cash flow if tesla wants to put that on their balance sheet or if they want to invest i don't know but the point is that this intrinsic Tesla as a company has never been in a stronger position. Their technology has never been more validated and they've never been more profitable. The other kind of anecdote tying this all together um, that I just thought was so funny and, and I guess kind of gets overlooked is the Porsches, this news about the Porsche Taycan. Uh, its EPA range for a $150,000 car is 201 miles. And as sort of funny as I think this is um, and how everyone's pointing out how much better Tesla specs are, I mean, it's hard to really appreciate how, you know, Jim Chanos, all these famous Tesla short sellers, all the financial media was like, oh, all these much more well-capitalized car companies are coming. The competition is coming. Uh, these car companies are way better at building cars than Tesla. They're going to come out with a better electric car. Tesla's going to be screwed. The bigger problem has is that Porsche's coming. How expensive? Sorry. The big, oh, say that again. You think Porsche's coming. With their, their own car. Porsche's coming with the Mission E. And, and, so and is by, Jaguar with and the so, base. And so is Audi with the e-tron. And these are, these are amazing looking cars. And, and what Tesla did was made EVs sexy. Mm -hmm. and, and I've always said that. Elon got the Model S out. Electric vehicles. Right, electric vehicles. But the Model S is seven years old. And, and now the big boys are coming. And they're coming with sexy looking cars at the same price point with better features, faster cars, great styling. Well, that was a huge part of the thesis. And to be honest, I didn't think they were gonna be able to compete, but they've performed even worse than I thought they could. Like the Porsche Taycan has been delayed. It's been delayed. The price is like twice as high as they said it was gonna be. It's not 80 grand, it's 150 grand. Um, it's not coming out in 2019. It's coming out barely in 2020, probably more like 2021. The range of 200 miles, I can get the same Model S right now for 373 miles. So Model S is about half the price for twice the range. And that's Tesla's oldest technology. They're 18650 cells that are in the Model S are technology that Tesla developed almost a decade ago. And Porsche is just about to start selling this new technology that is way more expensive and way worse. Imagine when Tesla debuts the Plaid Mode Model S and its new battery pack in February or March. It's going to be even further ahead. So this core competency of battery technology, you know, forgetting all the financials and all this other stuff aside, has been more proven than ever. And it's been proven even more difficult for any car company to replicate than previously thought. And this is a huge roadblock for competing with Tesla is the ability to be a long range electric vehicle battery pack for a cheap price. Um, nobody can do it. Nobody has figured out how to do this. In the meantime, Tesla's cracked the code and because the financials are working, they're easily able to raise money and secure financing to build a ton more factories. If you think about it, their factories are just an extremely profitable you know, financial equation. Well, let's put up a couple billion in CapEx to pump out 10 or $20 billion worth of vehicles per year that generate a billion or two in, in profit. I mean, the return on invested capital for a Tesla Gigafactory is among the highest 
manufacturing uh, spend you could put in the world um, from a return standpoint. And that's why Tesla has been able to, to build these factories so quickly. And that's why the other theory of them licensing out this technology um, is so has so much credibility. Tesla said they're willing to. Fiat Chrysler said they're interested. If they can't build their battery packs um, for anywhere near as good or the price is Tesla, then they're going to be forced to just buy them from Tesla or continue to struggle. And so that's another avenue where Tesla's technology hasn't been monetized. The whole point of this rant that I'm going on is, and as awesome as these financials are, is this is looking in the rear view mirror. You know, I want to look forward as to what's happening. And I think the value of Tesla's technology, that battery skateboard has not even fully been monetized yet. The equity price is still undervalued. That's a lagging indicator. And so I think when you think about how many cars they're sold in the world, 90 million cars, we're talking about Tesla looking cheap if they sell 600,000. I think Tesla's on the way to be selling millions of cars could justify a much higher equity price. Um, and so, so this gets me so, so excited. And we're not even talking about what they're doing in terms of autonomous vehicle software. Think about, you know, Intel inside powering every laptop. Think about if Tesla has their battery and their self-driving software inside powering every autonomous vehicle in the world. That could be 10, 20, 30, 40, 50,000 per car times tens of millions per cars. And so my point is the opportunity for Tesla, we all know it, it's, it's transitioning all of us to electric vehicles, but that opportunity is, and then that future has never been more secured. And the financials um, backing up Tesla as a company have never looked more promising. And that is the reason the share price is going up here. It's not because of a short squeeze. It's not because of an irrational movement. It's not because of some piece of news. It's because Tesla as a business is on fire. In the meantime, every other automotive company is closing plants, freaking out about what they're going to do next. They can't bring an electric vehicle to market. They don't have a self-driving strategy. They don't know what to tell their investors. They're still paying out a dividend when they should be cutting that and investing in the future. Like all these companies are being run backwards, shutting down, shrinking, not investing in the future. And Tesla is literally investing in the future a million miles an hour. Um, and yet these companies are selling millions. Tesla's selling hundreds of thousands. I think in the, the pendulum is swinging. Tesla is about to be selling millions. These other companies are going to shrink and die. Um, and that is the future that we've all been talking about and now is becoming more and more clear by the day. And so um, I think that is what's got me so excited. Um, this is, um, I'm going to put links to all of this below. Would love to get your feedback and insight on what you think Tesla's going to announce in 2020, what their deliveries and financials are going to be. Please leave it below. Um, anyway, this is HyperChange. Huge shout out to our Patreon supporters, producers, fun in the channel. I'll see you guys next time. Peace.